Evening prayer starts on page 22. I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet awfully we Yet ought we chiefly so to do when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore, I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice unto the throne of the heavenly grace, saying, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 72 begins on page 426. Give the King thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the King's Son. Then shall he judge thy people according unto right, and defend the poor. The mountains also shall bring peace, and the little hills righteousness unto the people. He shall keep the simple folk by their right, defend the children of the poor, and punish the wrongdoer. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and the moon endureth, from one generation to another. He shall come down like the rain upon the mown grass, even as the drops that water the earth. In his time shall the righteous flourish, yea, in abundance of peace, so long as the moon endureth. His dominion shall be also from one sea to the other, and from the river unto the world's end. They that dwell in the wilderness shall kneel before him, his enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall give presents, the kings of Arabia and Selah shall bring gifts.
All kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall do him service. For he shall deliver the poor when he crieth, the needy also, and him that hath no helper. He shall be favorable to the simple and needy, and shall preserve the souls of the poor. He shall deliver their souls from falsehood and wrong, and dear shall their blood be in his sight. He shall live, and unto him shall be given of the gold of Arabia. Prayer shall be made ever unto him, and daily shall he be praised. There shall be a heap of corn in the earth, high upon the hills. The fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon, and they of the city shall flourish like grass upon the earth. His name shall endure forever. His name shall remain under the sun among the posterities, which shall be blessed in him, and all the nations shall praise him. Blessed be the Lord God, even the God of Israel, which only doeth wondrous things. And blessed be the name of his majesty forever, and all the earth shall be filled with his majesty. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the ninth verse of the sixth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, they shall thoroughly glean as a vine the remnant of Israel. As a grape gatherer, put your hand back into the branches. To whom shall I speak and give warning, that they may hear? Indeed, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot give heed. Behold, the word of the Lord is a reproach to them. They have no delight in it. Therefore, I am full of the fury of the Lord. I am weary of holding it in. I will pour it out on the children outside and on the assembly of young men together. For even the husband shall be taken with the wife, the aged with him who is full of days. And their houses shall be turned over to others, fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand against the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord. Because from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. They have also healed the hurt of my people slightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall amongst those who fall. At the time I punish them, they shall be cast down, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. Also I set watchmen over you, saying, Listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not listen. Therefore hear, you nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth. Behold, I will certainly bring calamity on this people, the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not heeded my words, nor my law, but rejected it. For what purpose to me comes frankincense from Sheba, and sweet cane from a far country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet to me. Therefore thus says the Lord, Behold, I will lay stumbling blocks before this people, and the fathers and the sons together shall fall on them. The neighbor and his friend shall perish. 
Here we did the first lesson. Together, Magnificat on page 26. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 45th verse of the 11th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things Jesus did. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and not that the whole nation should perish. Now this he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation and not for that nation only, but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Then from that day on they plotted to put him to death. Therefore Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim, and there remained with his disciples. And the Passover of the Jews was near. And many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then they sought Jesus and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple. What do you think, that he will not come to the feast? Now both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command, that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. Here ended the second lesson. Together, Nuke Demetrius on page 28. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 
From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, the Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. It's good Saturday night to you. And uh, at the end of the last, our last service together in the second uh, Sunday after Lent. And so we have a few passages. And I, I want to remind us of our, our colic for this week. I really like this colic where it says, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls. And remind us that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves. Because that, to me, seems to be the real key that we've been reading all week in morning and evening prayers. Uh, everyone's trying to make everything work out for themselves and forgetting that God makes it work out. And we've seen that with uh, Jacob. We were having so much fun with Jacob this morning because he's the deceiver and he met the he met his match at Laban. And then Laban, who's the deceiver, meets his match in Jacob later. We, we'll, we'll read about that, but Jacob's sheep will do better, and God will bless Jacob. And it all works out. It's kind of interesting and, and kind of fun to watch the personalities. And, and fun to watch, not fun, but maybe instructive to watch people try to make things work out on their own. And um, when they do, they it doesn't work. But it's instructive for us to remember that God's in charge, and we have to turn to him. So we'll see that tonight in our passages. We'll see that the people that Jeremiah is prophesying to are, are turning to their own thing. And, and uh, the priests and the prophets are saying what they want to hear. And they're liking what they want to hear. And nobody's listening to God. And we also will see in, in uh, our Gospel of John tonight that the religious leaders will try to make plans to save themselves rather than um, 
than uh, trust in Jesus. So one little note about the Psalms. Sometimes we, in our uh, little homily or, or meditation, we speak about the Psalms. And sometimes the Psalms were so back, so far back in what we did today that you might forget what they were about. So sometimes it's not a bad idea to go back and take another look at the Psalm on, as you're checking out tonight, just to make another look. But in this Psalm, what we see, it was either David praying for his son Solomon or Solomon praying as David's son. Um, so we're not quite sure which it is that it ends with the, the end of the Psalms of David. So I kind of tend to think maybe David wrote it for his son. But it's uh, if Solomon wrote it, um, there's a lot about this Psalm that would be apropos or apply to Sol Solomon's kingdom uh, because of the greatness of his kingdom. But some of it is so, um, so far beyond his kingdom, it's 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 uh, only could only be about the Messiah. And if Solomon wrote it, he could be forgiven for praying about or praying about and viewing his kingdom as part of uh, ushering in the messianic kingdom, because in in their mind, that's what it was supposed to be. God, God providing a king and, and watching over the king and the king being God's servant. But and he started with a bang. If you remember, he did this big prayer. He asked God for wisdom instead of long life. And the first story right after that is is uh, when he has to decide. Uh, which child of the, the two harlots brought a dead child and a live child, and he had to decide who the live child belonged to. And if you haven't heard that story, you'll tune in, and tomorrow morning, you'll probably, or Monday morning, we'll get that. So um, knowing, as we do, his ultimate, David's ultimate, and his son's ultimate favor, uh, failures, and Solomon's son's ultimate failures, failures, it makes the prophecy section of the psalm to be more about the messianic kingdom of our Lord Jesus than about Solomon or David. But that's the advantage we have because of hindsight. And so just remembering, again, as a people, we don't have any power to defend ourselves. So in Jeremiah, I did briefly mention, and I will spend a long time here, but um, the people were so corrupted. Uh, it was just it was like a horror show of the things they were doing. And um, they were listening to prophets and priests. And the prophets and priests were uh, false leading. They were They were giving prophecies that everything was going to be peace. Don't worry about it. And um, remember that in Daniel, uh, the king was was uh, waiting and, and uh, the many, many tickle on the wall. And it said tonight, uh, this is going to come against you, even though all his other prophets were telling him everything is going to be fine. And the lie, the problem was that this lie that everything was going to be all right didn't allow. There was a big wound in society. The wound was sin, and they didn't allow them because they were lying about it. So nobody ever took care of it, and so as a result, they were unrepentant and beyond repentance, and and ultimately faced judgment. So in John eleven, um, we've taken three days to to hear the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead, and uh, last night, of course, uh, culminated in Jesus' words, "Lazarus, come out." And uh, today we see the reaction to the raising of Lazarus from the dead. A lot of people wanted to see Jesus. A lot of people were saying, whoa, this is really amazing. And they wanted to kill Lazarus, too, because they wanted to, you know, get rid of the evidence. Um, but here's this thing happening, and the people are starting to follow Jesus. Some want to make him king. And the religious leaders made their plot. They were plotting, what are we going to do about this guy? And that's what the um, what the passage says, is what are we going to do? Um, and so I'm reminded, I don't know if any of you remember um, you know, obviously I do in the 70s because I was here, but in the 70s, Jesus Christ Superstar came out. It was a play and we've seen um, a movie come out and then we've seen an upgrade to that. But there's a meeting with the priests and and Caiaphas and, and Anna, Annas, uh, the two high priests. And uh, the 
as the people are walking into Jerusalem and praising Jesus, the first priest says, what are we, what, what then to do about this Jesus mania? And um, Annas, the, high, the former high priest said, how do we deal with this carpenter king? And the third priest comes back and says, where do we start with a man who is bigger than John was when John did his baptism thing? And then Caiaphas, the high priest, and he says this, you can almost hear this in John, but not quite this way, but fools, you have no perception. The stakes we are gambling are frighteningly high. We must crush him completely. So like John before him, this Jesus must die. And then the key part, for the sake of the nation, this Jesus must die. And so um, we read in verses 51 and 52 of our passage that uh, this he did not say of his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. And we don't have the rest of it, and not for the nation only, but also that he would gather together in, in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. So it's interesting, the high priest Caiaphas, like the priests of uh, Jeremiah's time, was saying what he wanted to say. And in his mind, it meant one thing, but it, we see the prophecy come to fruition in a way he couldn't even have imagined. And so they killed Jesus to protect the nation. Jesus beats death, establishes his kingdom, and calls his sheep to that narrow path. Um, and the word of the Lord, it says in Jeremiah, was a reproach to him. So our protection on this path to get to this path is to love the word of the Lord, which we're doing in our life of prayer as we read uh, Psalms, Old Testament, New Testament, a couple of times a day. So I have a question as I'm going through that. What's the allure? of the things of the world and this wider path that people go down. Even people that have seen miracles of God will, will fall into the things of the world and go down the wide path that leads to destruction. And I'm asking to myself, why do the things I put aside for Lent call to me? The voice of the wider path dresses slothfulness up as need for rest and mindless TV. It dresses gluttony as ice cream, beer, and wine. And it dresses pride as righteous indignation. And in exchange, it offers decay and death. The narrow path offers humility, moderation, and abstinence, and compassion, which in exchange for will offer eternal joy and life in God's kingdom. So in verse 16, um, it, uh, the, the psalm says, Stand in the ways and see, and ask for the, excuse me, Jeremiah, and ask for the old path where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. And because we live a life of prayer, we can read and see this conflict. And as we see that, we, like Joshua, can make a good choice and, and say, like Joshua, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Let's continue with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we pray at this time.
And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We beseech thee to continue thy gracious protection to us this night. Defend us from all dangers and mischiefs and from the fear of them, that we may enjoy such refreshing sleep as may fit us for the duties of the coming day. And grant us grace always to live in such a state that we may never be afraid to die, so that living and dying we may be thine, through the merits and satisfaction of thy Son, Christ Jesus, in whose name we offer up these our imperfect prayers. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Robert, for co-leading with me. It's my honor and pleasure to be with you tonight. Have a great Saturday evening. Thanks, Deacon Bob. Have a good night, everybody.